What's good, everybody, and welcome to the 2021 NFL Draft Preview Show, special edition of the Amatella Contelius podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. We had last had him on to preview Super Bowl 55 along with Jernay Tree back in the month of February, early February, to be specific. Making his uh, making his uh, second appearance uh, of 2000, actually third appearance of 2021. First time he's been on in quite a in uh, about two months, a little longer than that. Good to have him back. He does a fantastic job talking National Football League uh, affairs with us. He is the one and only our Amatelica TIS podcast NFL analyst, Brendan Dillon, coming coming at you live from what university? Oh, Lycoming. Lycoming College, yeah. Coming at you live from Lycoming College in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Brendan, how are you today, pal? Okay? Living the life, Jai. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Can't complain, can't complain. How's, uh, before we get into the NFL stuff, how's, uh, how's college life and, and, uh, your, and your life in general going for you up in uh, Pennsylvania? Well, um... Jai, it's been quite a lot. I've been uh, maintaining uh, good grades thus far throughout the semester. Semester's almost over. We're coming into final exams, uh, and I've been really pushing for all A's. And as of the moment, I have all A's, so hopefully, you know, I uh, end the semester, all A's, make honor roll, be really cool. I'd be really happy about that, but that's in the works right now. Uh, A little bit stressful, but, you know, college is stressful. Big surprise. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would say that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, so you're finishing up. When last time I talked to you, this of course off the air, uh, you were home. When when did you most recently get back to uh, Lycoming? Well, uh, I went home for a, like a small uh, over the weekend break. Um, which was basically just because my parents, you know, kind of invited me back home because it was something that could work out based off of our schedules. Uh, and the fact that I could do classes online one day and go home on a, a Wednesday and be home right. for like a week. They really liked that. Um, and so I ended up doing that because they just wanted to see me, I guess. Uh, and I had a good time. I got to go to a lacrosse game, uh, that we blew out a pretty bad team. Gersell did, uh, which was fun. Um, and my brother scored like two goals, which is impressive for him. Uh, so I, I, I enjoyed the experience of coming home and seeing that. Um, but also just having a nice bed to sleep in as dumb as that is, you really miss like a comfortable bed when you're at college for a long time. Because, like, there's For only sure. so many ways that you can try to make the beds that they give you comfortable. Um, and, you know, I tried really hard, but my back's messed up, man. I can't wait to go home so I can lay in a comfortable bed, which, you know, it's coming up soon. But in the next two weeks, going to go home. The no place. Yeah, good deal. There's no place like home, pal. There's no place like home. Uh, have you been, and I've given this update with every person that's come on my show uh, for the last whatever it might be. Have you been vaccinated yet? No, I have not. But that's because, like, I've had no time. I pretty much go to class from 8.50 till 10. 
and I'm doing class stuff the whole entire day. So by the time I really have any free time, it's way past any time that I'd be able to get a vaccine. Um, so I'll, I'll probably get vaccinated when I go home. Uh, that's, that's the plan anyways. Um, so yeah. It's good. Very, very good. Let's jump into it as far as the National Football League is concerned. Uh, you know, me and you, it's the entire show. It's not just one segment. So me and you are co-hosts in this show. So yeah. we'll go, uh, we'll talk about the quarterbacks here at the top, talk about our favorite team specific needs heading into the draft on uh, here today on Thursday, what teams need to capitalize on their draft picks this year. And then we'll close out the show with a couple of NFL news and notes. Mike Tomlin, Antonio Brown, I want to get you I want to get your opinions uh, on the board with me, you and I, uh, here on this uh, Thursday program. Uh, but let's begin uh, with the quarterbacks that are project that are uh, projected to be selected in the draft uh, yeah. come uh, thir- come Thursday night. It's obvious that Lawrence is going number one. Everyone in their mother who's got a liquor who ha- who you know it's undebatable. Who, it's yeah right. It's. Just, Undebatable that we're going. Uh, undebatable that Lawrence is going number one. Urban Meyer's uh, coach you know, for a reason. You know, Urban yes, Meyer wants him. Precisely, precisely. Who do you think? You know, the second pick is going to be Mac Jones. Is it going to be Trey no. Lance? Is it going to be Zach Wilson? Is it's it going to be, be Zach Wilson. Who do you? Th- it's going to be Zach. Go ahead. Wilson. I Go think ahead, it'll Tom. be him. Uh, well, the New York Jets. I think most likely it'll be Zach Wilson because. I've heard multiple different reports that they're pretty high on him. Uh, And Zach Wilson's definitely an interesting character, and he has a really, really, really high, like, roof um, or ceiling. Uh, And his floor isn't all that low. I'd say that, like, he's definitely a quarterback that uh, could come in clutch. And you've seen the film on him. He has throwing intangibles. He's actually very mobile for a quarterback. Um, yeah, that's who I think they're going for. Um, what, what about three? Who do you think? Or what do you think about two? <laughs> two, and I told my audience this on Wednesday's show. Um, I, I told him, I said, look, <clears throat> with all due respect to Wilson and his abilities, and I've seen the tapes and I know that he can throw the football, but, you know, you, you don't prove anything to me personally as an NFL prospect, especially at the quarterback position, you know, throwing a ball in a T-shirt and shorts during a pro day when you have yeah. no pass rush and it's not in a game environment. I go ahead games. and I look at – well, well, though, let's, well let's, get, let's get to that. Okay, in the, in, the, in the game of note, in the game of note, the best team on paper that he played in, 2000, in 2020 was against – uh, Coastal Carolina, number eight in the uh, in ranked 18th in the country at, at that point in time in early uh, in early December against Coastal Carolina, who had an undefeated regular season. They lost the BYU lost again 22-17. He was 19 for 30, threw for 240 yards, completed 63 percent of his passes if you do the math, and a touchdown and an interception. That 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 does not that that does not scream to me as someone who's been watching football for for the better part of 15 years or so, who knows what a good quarterback is, who knows what, what a good quarterback is when he sees one, that to me does not, does not uh, jump off the iPad or jump off the page at me that this guy is, is the second best quarterback in the draft. I mean, go ahead and you look, I mean, look at what he did against the, 
I mean, look, well, you know, uh, you go ahead. Okay, fine. He Okay, fine. He threw four touchdowns three times last season against Texas State, Houston, and UNA. A big deal. Uh, and they beat BYU, and they beat BYU, who was ranked 21st at the time, 51-17. Big whoop. When you're going up against the, the San Diego State's, the the WKU's, the Texas State's, the Houston's, the the Louisiana Tech, the Troy, the Navy. Those are not big. T- those are not big time uh, college programs in two th- in 2020, 2021. I mean, you go. Look, Lawrence is going up. I mean, ACC is soft, but Lawrence is going up against the best programs in college football when he plays in these bowl games and these national championships. Yeah, but uh, there's you go been ahead you- there's been quarterbacks that have been, that have been drafted like Carson Wentz who come from like nowhere schools like second overall or whatever like that stuff happens if you're like profoundly good or you really have the measurables people are bound to draft you i'm not saying that it's the right decision but i'm saying that that's the decision that i think they're gonna make i i me personally i i don't see it i i do i do who not do you, who do you who do you see then who I think the second yeah, best quarterback who do you, in the draft? Who do, yeah, who's well? That that doesn't matter. Who do you think they're going to draft? It doesn't matter who you think the second best. It's who oh. do you think they're going to draft? Oh, I th- well, I agree with you. I agree with you in saying that I th- that that I think the Jets are going to go with Zach Wilson. Everything that I've read, okay, everything that I've heard, has 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 sent all signs they're going to that they're going to go to Zach Wilson route. Trading, uh, trading Sam Donald early in the month. They're going to get Zach Wilson. Now, I'm not disputing it. I'm just saying, me personally, myself, it was my team. I wouldn't, I, I would not draft him because I don't think he's the second best quarterback in the draft. I think the second best quarterback in the draft is ju- is Justin Fields. I think he gets a bad, I think he gets a bad rap because of the history of the Ohio State quarterbacks. I think mm-hmm. the fact that. And I th- and I think the fact that and you, you know I want to hear you know let me hear your thoughts on this. But I think the fact that the fact that the black quarterback stigma is still an issue that a lot of teams nah. have to work themselves around with. Do you you don't think so? I definitely think it's a thing that exists the stigma. But I think that people have watched Fields play, and Fields is definitely very clutch, um, and he has good measurables too. Um, but I think that he doesn't have as high a ceiling as uh, somebody like uh, Zach Wilson does, uh, and, and and that's simply the situation that they're that that they're really in. There's also worries about his ep- epilepsy or whatever. As dumb as that is, that's a thing. I think that definitely, if you get Fields right now as a prospect, he'll probably be better than Wilson in the NFL, though. Um, I think that, that he's that, got, that's I, what I'm saying. I agree there, but I think that Wilson is like an investment for down the line, like as he develops. Um, so right now, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, 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 I'm kind of, you know, partial to the, the development of uh, Justin Fields, though. Um, and really? I'm also uncertain as to how like the team that does draft him is going to use him, but he's fallen down draft boards. He's like the number five quarterback now. Which like I don't think anybody would have expected that like two months ago. I, I me personally, this is what I take from Justin Fields. I understand that his numbers don't blow you away. I get that. Now it has to be looked with a grain of salt because the, the Big Ten didn't start until mid late October, and Ohio State had quite a few games that got knocked off because of COVID. 
Yeah. But when I but when I but when I look at the numbers and I understand that he that he did not necessarily set the world on fire in the Big Ten championship game against Northwestern, but at this point in time, and I understand he laid an egg against Alabama, but everyone yeah, in their mother ugly. knew that, that knew, knew that Alabama was going to win that game by by uh, by a sensational Fine. margin. But here's what I look at me personally, at this point in time, at, or excuse me, at, at this point in time. New Year's Day, Sugar Bowl, college football playoff semifinal game with championship stakes on the line. At this point in his career, I think the biggest game he's ever played in and the game where he's got a little heat on because he because he's a prospect that's, you know, that's trying to not just win for Ohio State, win a national championship, but he when also he has him. his draft. Right, yeah, he's what, got his draft stock. You know, he's got his draft stock. He's got to worry about down the road in a few months' time too. But he was twenty-two for twenty-eight. Okay, he this, this isn't Lamar Jackson. You know, throwing the ball fifteen times, eleven for fifteen. No, 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 no. Or Jimmy Garoppolo going six of eight in the two thousand and nineteen uh, NFC Championship game against the Packers. Uh, uh-uh. uh. This is twenty. He threw the ball nearly thirty times in the game. 22 for 28, that's a 78 completion percentage. Again, with 385 passing yards and not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six touchdown passes against yeah. the against Clemson and that defense and against Dabo Sweeney. And and he showed incredible guts and incredible stick-to-itiveness when he got cheap-shotted by that uh, Clemson linebacker whether it's in the back or in the side, wherever it was, and he stayed in, and he was a trooper, stayed in the, in game, the game, put his team on his put his put his team on his back, and carried him home. That, yeah, I, that I, I think he's clutch. I also think that he's a very very hard worker. Don't get me wrong. Um, like I'm not, I he'll I think that he'll definitely be be drafted earlier than a lot of people are expecting him to get drafted. I I'd be shocked if he actually falls down the draft boards as far as some people are having him fall down. My opinion on it at all. I think he'll actually be drafted drafted most likely fourth instead of fifth. I think that Lance will fall fall behind him. That's what do you mind. think? Yeah, speak speak speaking of speaking of Lance, give it, give me your thoughts on him. Uh, I think that he, honestly, I think that Trey Lance is a little bit overrated. Um, I think so too. I think that he'll end up probably being a bust, most likely. But that I, is I 110% agree. Um, okay, well, then I don't think that we really need to argue that, but it, but he's definitely hot right now, and people definitely think that he's going to go a lot earlier than I think that he really should. Um, people will be like, wow, he has all this potential. Oh my gosh. You know, North Dakota state university. Mm. Uh, but I think that the legacy, obviously the NDSU has for good quarterbacks doesn't exactly guarantee that, um, he's going to be a great NFL success. Yeah. And yeah, he's a big body and he can run and he's strong and he's got a decent arm, but, uh, again, like, that definitely doesn't mean there's a reason why he went to North Dakota State University, most likely. Mm-hmm. I'd be really surprised if he's that diamond in the rough that everybody thinks he is. Um, right. And also, a lot of his game involves being mobile, a mobile quarterback first, and there's not a very good history of mobile mobile quarterbacks. 
in the NFL. He's got a cannon right. for an arm, though. I will say that. And, like, you know, if he were to evolve, he could be very, very good. But, again, he went to North Dakota State University for a reason. Um, I'm certain that if you have a great quarterback coach or you have somebody who can develop him the proper way, he'd be great. But I don't see it right now. I think he's overrated. I, I, 100, I 110% agree. 110% agree. Um, who do you th- – uh, it's, it's a couple of – we'll do um, Jones and then Trask, and then we'll move on. Uh, wait, Mac Jones. Me, per- me personally, when it comes to – me personally, when you when you ask me my thoughts on uh, – He's going to go three. Mac- he's going to go three. Sorry, it just is going to happen. That's the reason why when, San Francisco traded up. It was for him. I don't get it. When I th- – That's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I me personally, me personally, when I look when I look at Mac Jones, I look at him as a as a byproduct of a Alabama. Um, yes, byproduct of Alabama. I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, I could put up the stats that he put up throwing to throwing to Waddle and Devonta Smith, and then hand it and then turn to my backfield. You know, turn around and hand the ball off to uh, Najee Harris. You know, twenty something times a game, exactly. and, ha- and have the de- and have the defense go out there and hunt. And oh, by the way, they got the greatest college coach ever, in Nick Saban. So and I, they're, I, and they're know, all first rounders. Every everybody that you name there is definitely going in the first round. Like oh, yes, top, it's like, like top top twenty, top fifteen, no doubt, exactly. Yeah. So like, well, I don't know about. I think top twenty would be more logical than top fifteen. Uh, but besides the fact, like they're. Uh, he, he, his the talent that he's around, I think that he's very system-like as a quarterback. I think you'll hear that a lot from many people and not just me. Um, he definitely has grit, uh, but I don't know how he'll translate to the next level, especially when he doesn't have the cushioning of basically being on the best damn team in the whole entire NCAA uh, with the best Absolutely. players in the NCAA. And like like the God Squad, like he's not gonna have those weapons, especially on San Francisco. Like what you you have George Kittle, like that's great. And then uh fucking what what what's 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 easy the, uh... easy 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 easy. Sorry, we're gonna, are we gonna cut that. <laughs> I'll bleep it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I you, I'm not tech. I'm the. I gotta be the talent. Gotta be the producer. I gotta be all, all this stuff. So that's why it's like easy because when you say it, it's going to get heard. Uh, I'll I'll just slap the e at the end of it. So you know, viewers, listener discretion is advisors. But you may continue. It's part. It's part. It's part. It's part, it's part, it's part for the course doing these shows. But yeah, you know, I'm all, you're always I'm good. Sorry. For, you're always. Good I always for, have the language. Yeah, not not to be rude or anything, but it's it just is. It is what it is. With how I uh, how how I commented, I'll, I'll I'll have to work on that so uh, I don't make your life as hard. But we were talking about Mac Jones, and I don't know. I just I just don't see how he'll translate to the next level. But again, Shanahan obviously sees something in him, and Shanahan has a history of you know making mediocre quarterbacks look pretty good in his system. So yeah, I, but Sh- Shanahan, yeah, ahead. yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, but. 
Shanahan, Shanahan, though, it kind of bothers me about Shanahan because Shanahan all of a sudden walking around thinking he's Bill Walsh. Let, let, let's be frank now. This is the same. This is the same guy who's the offensive coordinator for a team that blew the biggest lead in the history of the Super Bowl, and then, yeah. and then a few, and then a few years later had a ten point lead against Mahomes and the Chiefs, and instead of him getting his band together when they were showboating and and, paw, and posing and taking pictures. For the you know for the uh, Sports Illustrated that was going to come out the Tuesday after the Super Bowl, instead of them dancing and posing in the end zone for photographs when they got the interception off Mahomes of early in the fourth quarter, should have rallied his troops together and said, "Guys, guys, this this guy has had not one, but he had back to back double digit comebacks against the Titans and against the Texans earlier in the playoffs. We do not give them an inch. Yeah, they are hungry." They, they've been wanting to get here ever since they had Mahomes at quarterback. This team is hungry. They Back-to-back weeks, they had comebacks in the playoffs and ended up winning by double digits. We, we do not give them an inch. Get yourselves together. The game is not over yet. Buckle down, cut the crap, and let's go out there and hunt and finish the deal. And he didn't do that. And then, of course, with his boy Jimmy Garoppolo turning over the football left and right and overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders downfield, which if he catches it, he walks into the end zone, and essentially the game is San Francisco's to be won. So I don't. So Shanahan, Shanahan is 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 a little is 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 a touch a little bit overrated. You got to be honest. Well, who cares? He has the draft pick, Jai. That's that's the point we're trying to make. He has the draft pick. What's he going to do with it? That's that's the most obvious, I think, pick. So, uh, yeah. them getting Jones, yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh what about Atlanta. um? You gonna go Atlanta now? No. <laughs> well, uh, Kyle, well, Kyle Trask. Where do you where do you think Kyle Trask is going to end up? He'll probably be. If I if I already guessed as to where Trask would go, I'd say he's going to be mid to late first round. If you think fall, so? Yeah, I don't think he'll be. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's that great either i think he's definitely a project what, what do you think do you know uh with trask i think he'll, i think he'll be a second round pick myself really i think yeah. that quarterbacks are overvalued in the draft um like like this draft specifically oh. we have we, we have like what six big important quarterbacks and then just a big fall off mm-hmm Absolutely, yeah. So they're going to be overvalued a ton because, like, all of these dudes do have intangibles of being, you know, possibly good quarterbacks. And also, I heard that next year's draft class at quarterback isn't supposed to be very good either. So factor exactly. that factor that in as well. Uh, you you know where I think Fields is going to go, and you may call me crazy for this. What I th- I th- I th- I think Belichick's going to get Fields. That would be interesting. I I I think they got I think they got Newton back there, and Belichick is going to ha- Belichick is essentially going to go if Fields is not ready to start this year. That's fine. We got Cam. We're willing to give Cam a second chance and willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I think he brought Cam back to be to be have that sort of a mentor role to Justin Fields. I think Belichick's going to, I think Belichick's so you're going, anticipating going to pick up Fields. Fields to drop all the way to 15. Yeah. That's crazy. 
I don't know about that. Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen, pal. Uh, that that's just it. And, and who knows? And, and maybe not even drop. You know, but they could trade up. I mean, I'm hearing talks they could use Stephon Gilmore as like a as like a uh, as like a piece for them to trade up in the draft. They could trade up and he and and have Fields not even drop that far to 15. You never know. Um, and one last thing, one last thing, then we'll get to a break and then get to uh, our team's uh, biggest needs heading into uh, Thursday night's draft. Um, who are the best non-quarterbacks? The best non-quarterbacks? Well, non-quarterbacks for one. I think it's pretty much undebatable, right? Like, he's... Yeah, Pitts, for sure. He's Absolutely. Like, what one of the best physical uh, prospects that we've ever seen in a tight end next to like Vernon Davis or the like unknown guy that we got from the international program, the the football team got uh, his name slips my mind, but that dude is like an extreme athletic freak, but he also didn't ever really play football. He only played basketball. So who knows if that's how, how that's going to work out. Um, but Pitts is definitely confirmed going probably within the top seven. I would be right. really surprised if he fell. Um, you, you, go ahead. No, no, you, no, you go, you go. No, I'm I'm saying I'm saying to myself that you know who I think has the potential to be an all-time great and who's really going to be off the charts good, Devonta Smith. All this talk. I mean, he hasn't gotten drafted yet, Brendan. And already, he's my favorite. He's my favorite uh, player in 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 the NFL right now. The he's fact that he, sorry, fa- no, I he he. Listen, he will be fine. He listen as a as a guy who 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 could count on one hand how many years he's played football. Who isn't who isn't that big? What I'm six one six two. Way about around uh, Smith's uh, weight weight gap 170, 175 is uh, 180. Yeah, he's he, small. He, 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 he is a poster boy for my. I don't care. This kid can flat out ball. He's a he's he, a really really good wide receiver. I agree. I don't think I think that he's gonna get hurt. He's extremely skinny. His legs are like literally toothpicks. He's a great football player, but I. I, I, you could ask my dad about it. He he tell you that that man's way way too small. He's never seen a smaller wide receiver been been ranked that high, ever, going in the top in the in, this, in the first round. He's definitely going to go in the first round, undebatably. For the record, you know he yeah. won the Heisman, um, but I, he's going to get hurt. That's the vibe that I get out of him, and I don't wish it upon him. But he's he's just too small. That's just back to the matter. And if you make him any any heavier, he's gonna lose speed, and that's like part of his game. <laughs> it's here, bad situation. This, yeah, this is this is all you need to know. He caught the game-winning touchdown pass in the championship game against Georgia a few years ago, and thirteen receptions, one hundred sixty-four yards, touchdown catch. Next week, eleven receptions, one hundred sixty-seven yards, two touchdown catches. Uh, two weeks later. 11 receptions, 203 yards receiving, four touchdown catches. 
nine receptions, 144 receiving yards, two touchdown catches, seven receptions for 171 yards, two touchdown catches, catches, eight receptions for 231 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, Jai. A I few know weeks crazy. later, 15 catches, 184 yards, two touchdown catches against Notre Dame, seven for 130 yards, three touchdown catches. Then against Ohio State, 12 receptions for 215 and three touchdown catches, totaling for 1,856 receiving yards on 117 reception, 23 touchdowns. This kid, if he gets drafted by the right team, has the right quarterback, and essentially everything goes right with his career, he will not be a good. He will go down. I, I could care less if he weighs 170, 175, 165, or buck 50. Could care less. This kid has has it to be an all-time great wide receiver. And Alabama, and Alabama on the offensive side of football, Alabama is known for two positions, running in the last, uh, in the last uh, 10, 15 years or so. That's running back, wide receiver. Devonta Smith, give me him. How often are first-round wide receivers amazing? Look at Jerry Rice, first round. Like, listen, how often does it happen, though? I think that you'll, find, I think that, you'll find that a lot more often first-round wideouts are busts. Pretty bad busts. Um, listen, I don't like taking wide receivers high in the first round either, and we'll get yeah. to that with my Bengals in a minute. But at, but at, from the outside looking in, Devonta Smith's going to be one hell of a wide receiver. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I think if he, he doesn't get hurt, phenomenal yeah, sure. talent. I agree. I think he's going to get hurt. I think he's going to get hurt. I think he's going to get hurt. But Pitt, Pitts is Pitts is excellent too. Pitt, Pitts is Pitts is is is, uh, is uh, top of the line. Is top is top of the line. Uh, tight end town as far as I'm concerned. So I, I like Pitts. And I like uh, Devontae Smith and also the running back Najee Harris, too. It's going to be a force to be reckoned with whoever uh, ends up drafting him. Uh, if, if, about, if you like, go, can I see if you go as well? Like, oh, yeah, oh, yes, of any of the linemen the as well. Player. They're pretty good, as he's pretty good as well. Like, right, absolutely, uh, absolutely. What team, what team do you think, right? Do you think not what team do you think Najee Harris is going to go to? Because I'm looking. I'm looking, you know, Jaguars are going to get Lawrence. The Jets, the Jets 49ers are going to get quarterbacks. Falcons could, you know, could they? I don't think so. Bengals, uh-uh, they got Mixon. Dolphins, who knows? Lions, they can go anywhere they want. Uh, Panthers are only going to get a quarterback, who knows? Broncos look like they want to move on from Drew Locke. And the Cowboys, you know, have, you know, paid Zeke. And, the yeah. you know, and the Giants, the Giants have, have Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Eagles, Eagles, who knows? Chargers, who knows? Vikings have Dalvin Cook. Patriots, maybe. Cardinals, maybe. Raiders, who knows? Um, your team, possibly. Yeah, but uh, not, not. Sorry. Somebody somebody was like, oh, you'll draft Najee Harris, because that makes sense, even though we have Antonio Gibson, which is like, why would we draft another running back? <laughs> the 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 Colts don't need, I, his name slips me but they got the young quarter they got the young running back the Colts don't Titans obviously they got Derrick Henry they don't need I mean I could see him just based on a on on an item of need and what's most important I can I it would not shock me if he somehow falls into the Steelers lap 
and the Steelers end up drafting them late That's, in the first round. That definitely makes sense, I think. Because because they they need a running they need a running back in the worst way because James Conner isn't the answer and they're going to need to be, if they want to stay competitive even when Ben Roethlisberger eventually hangs it up they're going to need to learn how to run the football. I don't the thing, the thing is I don't I'll, I'll be honest I don't think Najee Harris is like a transcendent prospect either I don't think he's like a a Saquon or a Zeke where I think that he's going to have that fire under him and obviously that scene on the draft boards because he's following like into the mid 20s to 30s area i think that you know very well it could be the sealers but he could go he could go earlier like i could see something crazy happening uh where he goes to like i don't know what's the what's the, where's the earliest you think he'd go jai the earliest I think he would end up earliest probably I think maybe fifteen maybe fifteen. Brendan, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, you you faded out for a minute. Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. I think that'd be like. I think that'd be like the nuclear option, right? If like I said, I said fifteen. By the way, in case you didn't hear. Yeah, no, I heard you. Yeah, I think that I think that'd be the nuclear option for the Patriots. Yeah. I yeah. I I I thought you know because the Patriots could use a, a decent running back to you know counter. Yeah, who knows? They can use like who, a deep who knows? Team, like any you know, but it, but it's funny. <laughs> a good a good portion of teams with high draft picks, you know, they don't need they you know they don't need running backs. 49ers don't need one. Bengals don't need one. Uh, the Cowboys don't need one. The Giants don't need one. The Vikings don't need one. I mean that that's what about four or five teams just named off already that have that have the running back position pretty running locked up. Running backs are a so. dime a dozen. Really, they are. Yeah. Most most often you can get one any time of the draft and they'll end up possibly having the tangibles to be a good running back in the NFL for a short time period because, like, again, they're a dime a dozen. They're a really often drafted position as messed up as it is. Um, the really rare rare positions, like the important ones, the ones are you, that, like, yeah? Are you playing with your microphone? Because I keep on hearing that don't, don't, don't sound in the background. No, nah, sorry, no. Um, yeah, okay. No, I think that um, you you you'll end up finding that the harder positions to get good good players in are like O line, um, or like you know defensive edge rushers, and that's the reason why they go so high, because like right. that's the make it or break it position really of the NFL, <laughs> not the running back. Running backs don't right. only win you games, especially in a pass first league now that we exist in. Yep, absolutely. Uh, just getting started. Me and Brendan, co-hosting the Amatelic TIS podcast, 21 NFL draft preview show. Just getting started. Take a break. Discuss the draft needs for my Bengals and his, formerly the Washington Redskins slash football team. Take a break. Just getting started. This is the Amatelic TIS podcast. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Back right mm-hmm. after this. Welcome back to the Yamatella Like a TIS podcast, 2021 NFL draft special. 
me and Brendan, uh, of course, uh, cohort, uh, your uh, two MCs of this uh, podcast here for you on this draft day, 2021. So we can get out to our two favorites, uh, who we live and die by, his Washington Redskins slash football team, my Cincinnati Bengals. Ironically enough, my Bengals picked first for second straight time this year ahead of your team. Of course, our two teams last year would had the first two picks of the draft back in April of 2020. My audience knows how I feel about the Bengals' needs as far as this draft is concerned with not just the fifth pick, but and the uh, you know throughout this entire draft in general with our picks, Brendan, go ahead and uh, tell the audience your thoughts on on where do you think the Bengals need to strike and hit here in the draft uh, starting on uh, Thursday night. Well, this draft is very quarterback heavy again, so I see the Bengals you know very very possibly uh, getting traded like getting getting like a trade and moving back um, if like Penai Sewell. Uh, gets gets picked, but if Penai Sewell isn't picked within the like the first four, they'll definitely get him. Um, but I don't see them going for uh, Slater uh, or uh, Darisaw um, as their as their first pick at number five. I think that they they're they're like a, a teens pick, both of them. You know, maybe Slater being like upper uh, ones. But I, I think that teams will try to trade with them if they can't get the nice tool. Do you do you think now this is now this is now I, I'm on the Sewell train too. I think that, you know, and I've said this to you and I've said this on the show on record a million times that Burrow is is the franchise. You gotta protect it and you gotta invest yeah. it with building him an old line. But I've heard a lot of talk, especially, you know, from the Bengals themselves with, you know, taking whatever they've said to the media. And, of course, uh, hearing lots of Bengals fans on Twitter, a lot of them are just enamored with the fact that Jamar Chase is there at number five. Excuse me, building on that bro to Chase connection they had in 2019. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I I, I don't feel like. Uh, J- Jamar Chase is 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 worth a top five pick. He's a really good wide receiver. I'd say he's probably the best in the draft. Um, if we're talking about like pure like measurables, um, uh, and, and he's definitely gonna go high, but I'm not certain that he'll go that high. I think it'd be a waste of a draft pick, and I also think that. It'd be really unfortunate, especially if there is if if Sewell is there at that spot. So you so you so you don't think that the Bengals should pass on Sewell and draft Chase? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I think that that'd be extremely dumb. I, I I'm in the same boat. I think that it'd be broken. I agree with you 110. percent that you you cannot, especially consider you know Burrow didn't finish his rookie season, and it wasn't like he got injured you know week fifteen, sixteen, seventeen back into the season where you could go ahead and say we well, didn't he didn't play a full season, but you know he played he played a, he played a, a good chunk you know 80, 90 percent of his uh, first season in the NFL. This kid this kid was injured middle of November, smack dab in the middle of the season. 
you know, with this ACL, and we saw the hits. We saw the hit he took before it, and before his knee got busted against uh, against Chase Young in that yeah. game. We saw the hits that he took against Philadelphia back in September. This we saw yeah. the hits he took he, he took against from Miles Garrett and against that Cleveland Browns pass rush, and how his old LSU teammate. And uh, and classmate uh, Patrick Queen absolutely lit him up like a Christmas tree in the middle of Rockefeller Center when they played the Ravens the first time back in October. We saw this. We saw the writing on the wall even before Burrow got injured. And I said it before and I'll say it again. He is he is the franchise. He is supposed to be. And all I hear this talk about the Bengals, you know, are trying to build for once in their lives, trying to build a championship culture and trying to win somewhere down the road. Well, and if and if well, if Burrow is supposed to be the catalyst of that quote unquote eventual championship team, don't you want to protect them? And make sure that and make sure that he's that he's there to last for at least a, a, about a dozen years or so. Yeah, because and I understand the connection with Chase, and they were absolutely remarkable at LSU. But you also got to keep in mind he's coming off of a season rookie year where he had a torn. I think he had a torn ACL and MCL. So it, you know, and you go ahead and you, if you look at the Bengals uh, of that picture of him in the Bengals New Jersey sitting on that throne, you see that big. It's about like a a a, a, a good five six inch uh, incision on his knee for where he had surgery. You really want you really want that to happen again, or God forbid, on his other knee. You you want you want you want to take that risk. I understand that they went out there and they got the old that he they went and got an offensive tackle from the Vikings, and they plan on you know drafting old linemen. They plan on addressing it sometime in the draft. But why not set the tone and 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 and, and send a message early? It needs why, to be addressed. <laughs> it needs it needs to be. It needs to be. You cannot, you know, you, you, it's just, you, you're, it's a recipe for disaster and you're playing with fire because, and I, and I can understand, I can understand if the Raven or not the Ravens, if the Bengals are in a position like the Ravens are, or like the, hell, even the Steelers are, where they, where they need that number one thread wide receiver. Last time I checked, I think T. Higgins and and Tyler Boyd can ha- can, uh, can well hold down themselves. the right yeah. can hold the, can hold down the fort uh, pretty well right now. And again, it's not like that the Bengals are in a position where they're competing for a championship. We all know good and well that the Bengals are heading into the twenty twenty one season are not in the mix to go to or win a Super Bowl. We we know we know that, and like you said earlier, wide receivers, wide receivers, and, and running Our backs, the, the talent, the talent that comes with those two positions, they come they come and go as they please. You, they 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 like they come and go as they please. You know, you'll see tight end, you'll see wide receivers and running backs that may be on the free agent market that you pick up and might be in in future drafts. You know, work out a trade and you can get this guy from this team for this amount of whatever. It's just like. And I don't like now that now different argument with me liking Devonta Smith, but me personally for my football team, I don't like taking wide receivers in the first round, especially early in the first round, top five pick. Address your need that is the offensive line, build that, build that, and work your way from there. The thing, the thing is, Jamar Chase isn't like a Calvin Johnson. <laughs> it's he's not um, like a game changer. He's not like a game breaker. So. I mean, and another thing too, they're banking on the fact that the Bengals' offense improves 
which and it and it hasn't been that good for quite a while now. They're banking that the offense improves. They're banking on the Burrow essentially striking lightning in a bottle and essentially stay, somehow some way staying healthy and avoiding sacks, you know, for for 17 games. They're also banking they're also banking on the fact they're also banking on the fact that that Burrow and Chase have the same connection they did at LSU. Like you don't think you don't think that there's going to be teams that are going to essentially go watch film from now two years ago for when Chase and Burrow played together in 2019. You think they're going to look at film and say, "Oh, well, that's that's how." Okay, all right, do all I got to do is just do that. Oh, okay, okay, cool. And, and knowing and knowing that and knowing that their offensive line, while it may be improved, it may not be as good as it can be if you draft Sewell with the fifth pick. You know, who not, again, you're, you're playing with you're playing with fire in the situation. If you're Cincinnati, they need to quit farting around. Don't fall for the smoke and mirrors. Don't fall for, you know, the uh, I don't want to say the hype because it, because Chase because Chase isn't a scrub. He can play. Yeah. But don't 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 fall. Don't fall for, for, for the for the flash. Don't fall for that. Don't fall for the pick that's going to be nice and showing highlights of him and bro. Whatever. Ignore yeah, all that. Yeah, it doesn't matter if your quarterback's getting killed every play. Right. What what good is having what good is having these these threats at wide receiver if he can't if you can't throw to him because he because yeah. he because he, he can't get the ball out because he's because he's lying on his back every single time he drops back to pass. I agree. And again, and, and again, it's not like that the Bengals didn't have it wasn't like Bro's ACL injury again, and I'll let you go. It wasn't like Bro's ACL injury was like a freak thing, like Saquon Barkley or Nick Bosa. You know, we we saw him for in September, October, and then early November, him getting repeatedly pounded into the ground every single time he dropped back to pass against a semi-decent pass rush. We saw him again get decked against the Eagles. We saw his buddy Patrick Queen destroy him against the Ravens in October. We saw yeah. earlier in the game in the day towards ACL what Chase Young did to him. We, we and 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 how the and how the Browns got after him in the two games he played against the Browns. We we saw this with our own eyes. Yeah. Don't 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 you you, you you can't risk repeating that. You can't. Okay, fine. You don't have to play Chase Young again this year. Yeah, but you still yeah, but you still got to go. You still got to go up against the Steelers, the Ravens, <laughs> and and the Browns. All three probably honestly, and the Ravens just lost Judon, but all three have one of the more uh, premier pass rushes yes, and all of the yeah. and all of the AFC. They're good. And you need line. You need line, especially in your division. Uh, yes, because I all you go everywhere you look, the division has a bunch of pass rushes that can get after the quarterback with the best of them. Garrett, TJ Watt, I mean, go on and on and on. Yeah, the Ravens lost Judon, but it wasn't Judon that I saw lay that lay the wood down on Burrow. It was his buddy Patrick Queen. Correct. So we 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 see eye to eye when it comes to, when it comes to the Bengals. What about uh, your team with Washington? Uh, well, barring the miracle of uh, Micah Parsons falling a ton, um, I think that we'll probably pick uh, Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa, linebacker. Uh, I think that he best fits our needs which we really need a linebacker. 
really bad for our defense. Not saying that Cole Holcomb's bad or anything, but like John Bostick's old and aging, and we really need more linebacker help. Uh, I could also see us. Um, I don't know. I, I I could see us like possibly drafting Zayvon Collins. Really unlikely, but it's a it's a possibility. And then like people have said, they're like, "Oh, Washington will draft Najee Harris," which makes no sense. If you've seen that, that was pretty painful. Do you? Do, do you, what do you what do you think about y'all's situation at left tackle? Since uh, of course, since it's been you know Trent Trent Williams is out the door. I think what a lot of people seem to forget is how good actually our left tackle situation was last year. Um, right. With uh, Cornelius Lucas and like Sadiq Charles and like literally everybody that we already have on our team. Now, Lucas ended up playing fantastic. Um, but he got hurt a few times. I think that if we were to re-sign him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we have him back, I think that he'll be great again. I don't think we really need to focus that much in the draft. And Lucas is also like that man's big. He might be twenty nine years old or something. But that man is like six foot eight. You know, <laughs> and he's like right three hundred twenty five something pounds. He's, he's good, and I don't think that the left tackle needs to be addressed. Now, people will say, like, oh, you, you should go Darisaw. Darisaw is a good pick. You could, you could really bolster your line with him. But I, I don't think so. I think, honestly, we're pretty good at picking in the second and third round. I think that we have some of the best records for picking in the second and third round in recent draft history. Um, so I would say let it ride. Uh, and go for what we definitely need, like inarguably, which is linebacker. Um, also, I think that they'll end up linebackers will end up being the best player available in our position, anyways. So it's like a win win. Mm-hmm. How do you think? Yeah, I mean, so, he, my he opinion, is a, he is right, yeah, he is in a uh. He isn't a uh, a prospect in this year's draft, but you think uh, not that he would because, again, he's going to be a second-year player. But do you think uh, Chase Young has any input to Ron Rivera and company to say, guys, hey, th- this kid can get after the quarterback. You know, this kid's going to be a solid linebacker. This guy's going to be a, this guy's going to be a solid uh, key part to our offense. Do you think uh, Young – who, who is the quote-unquote franchise is going to have input? I don't think that Young is the franchise. I think he's really good, and I think he's a great prospect, um, like, in, inarguably. But I don't think that he's going to have input. One, because I don't think he really would want to anyways. Like, I'm certain that he has some opinions on the matter, but, you know, Chase Young is a really hard worker. Um, and he's extremely athletic, and he's a great team player and he's followed Rivera all the way through no matter what Rivera's done in his first year and been backing his coach I don't think that he'll argue with his coach or like say anything or try to sway anything I think he understands right now that we're still rebuilding but we're a very good Mm -hmm. team on defense 
I think that inarguably he probably is very happy with his situation. Um, and if we were to – Making the playoffs first year in the NFL ain't bad. Yeah, like, again, I, I completely agree, especially on a team like ours, which our team is in – it was in a really bad situation at the start of the year with, a, like, we had an interim coach and then we had a new coach, and we didn't really have, like, any stability at quarterback after, like, the first game because Haskins played horrible. Um, right. Like, hell, we had a – backup to the backup to the backup playing quarterback in the playoffs a man who we signed right. in week 15 like are you are you kidding me i think that uh, we can go a lot further than a 7 and 9 and i think that this year will prove that we can it's a question of how honestly good fitzpatrick is and like the people have argued you know we could go wide receiver in the first round Rashad Bateman, uh, if something crazy were to happen, you know, we could go Devonta Smith if he falls, which right. I wouldn't You'd be that, that upset. I wouldn't be that upset about at nineteen. I wouldn't be that upset. I think that he's gonna have really bad injury injury situation um, throughout most of the league. But when he's purely a healthy player, he's definitely worth worth, worth nineteen. Probably way earlier that, than that. Yeah. And, and that was my overall point earlier in the show. Um, so, you know, where me and Brendan stand as far as our two teams are concerned. We yeah. take a break. We talk about what team or teams, depends on the conversation, uh, need to capitalize on their draft picks coming up on Thursday night heading into the weekend. This is the Amatella Like a TIS podcast, NFL draft special back after this. Welcome back to the Amatel Like a TIS podcast 2021 NFL draft special with your host, Jai Shields, and of course, our pal Brendan Dillon. Uh, here to uh, break down everything as far as the draft is concerned in the National Football League. Uh, so, Brendan, switching gears now to sort of like a broader aspect as far as teams heading into this draft. What yeah. team do you what team do you think? needs to capitalize on their draft picks this year. Now, keep in mind, Seattle, I, I believe it's Seattle, the Chiefs, the Rams, and I think the Texans. I think those are your four teams that do not have first-round draft picks this year. Yeah. So having said that, what team do you think needs to capitalize on their draft picks, uh, you the know, most. this time around here in the – yes, and the most, precisely. Miami. <laughs> Miami has a lot of first-round draft picks for, what, they have uh, two, right? Um, um, they, got, they got a lot of them. Uh, let me see. They got uh, – let's see. Let's count. They traded their pick to San Francisco, but they have the sixth. They have the sixth pick, the 18th pick in the first round, and that's it. Yeah, they got they two first-rounders. I think that that – that puts them in a better position than most, and their team ain't great with, uh, what, Tua being their man now? Yeah. yeah that's, Tua, that's, yeah. that's who they've put their faith in. So I think that they should try to get that man uh, probably a decent O-line and some – Yeah. Like that, 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 that's funny how that, that, that's kind of like the big focus right now. But I think what you'll find is 
if you have a good O line, you can win games a lot easier with much worse players. <laughs> right, um, absolutely. That that's uh, that's my whole point with the Bengals. I mean, you can get but as if you keep mixing healthy and you know Higgins and Boyd should be enough if you have a decent line in front of Burrow because Burrow, Burrow has proven even with a garbage offensive line that he can play in, that he can that he belongs in this league. But having said that, continue with Miami. Um, but also I think that there's definitely a lot of great weapons that'll be going right. in the first round. Uh, especially like for their, for their number six, they very, very, very well could go with Kyle Pitts. And that would, I don't think anybody would argue that that's a bad decision. They're, they, they'd run yeah. some great, uh, two tight end sets with the, if he yeah. falls that, if he falls that low to him. Oh, wait, hold on. They got the um, – what am I talking about? They got the, uh, the sixth pick. What am they I talking about? Yeah, the sixth. About? So, like, he'll be yeah. there most likely because there's going to be a quarterback fiasco. Like, definitely three quarterbacks are going one, two, three. And then it's going to be a question of what the Falcons do. Mm-hmm. And what the Bengals do. But if, yeah. you know, if the Falcons go anywhere but Pitts and the Bengals either go Chase or Sewell, Pitch should be there for, to, for them to get at six, absolutely. Exactly. I, so, I, so I see it being there as a possibility. Um, but, yeah, I think that they really need to focus on their offense because I think that uh, she was going to need it <laughs> to survive. Yeah, and, and he also – and he also – his future in the NFL and with the Dolphins is up in the air too because he wasn't exactly a Dan Marino his rookie year himself mm-hmm. either. No. Um, what what team do you think that made the playoffs, made the playoffs now, uh, needs to cash in on their – specifically their first-round pick uh, this year? Is it, a, is it bad that I'm being a homer and I'm saying us? I think that yeah, we, we 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 went over we went over the y'all already. Pick yeah, another yeah, team. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Playoff team. Yeah, I know. Probably the Steelers. Steelers have a lot of holes. And there's reasons. Mm-hmm. Offensive thought, lines deteriorating. They gotta find a quarterback to replace entire, Big Ben eventually. Wait, they're also their defense period outside of their line is garbage. Their their cornerbacks are not good. Yeah, they were they were ripped to shreds by Cleveland in that playoff game. Oh my god! So like, uh, Patrick Sertain, as crazy as that is, if he stays around, or like a Jace Horn, would be right. very much wanted. Or like a Morig, at that point, Morig probably still be on the board. Like there are some mm, tasty picks that they can get for their secondary at uh, at twenty four that I don't think would make their team, uh, like, amazing or the best ever, but could definitely save them a lot of heartache in the secondary and prevent their secondary from being, from being so bad, like, like really bad, like it was this year. Mm-hmm. Offensive – I mean, offensive line – I mean, they, like you said, their cornerbacks are not anything to write home about, linebackers – Outside of their line, their defense it has plenty of holes in it. And then on the offensive side of the football, they need to build their offensive line again. Running back, they cannot run the football under any circumstances. And, they, they, can, and they, they, they can pass, like the same exact like five, 
five, six plays. Isn't it, Makes, isn't it great? Yeah, and, and, and it's going to get them exactly right back where right back where they were if they keep <laughs> up with that philosophy. They'll get killed, yeah. Yes, get absolutely destroyed and and lose and lose to uh, the and lose to a sub five hundred team competing in the NFC least and lose their first game of the season on hey, a we Monday afternoon in front of no fans on a Monday. We played yeah, good you though. Did. What are you talking about? You were absolutely fun. You were absolutely. They were absolutely phenomenal in that game. That's why you all won. Yeah. Um, with me, a playoff team. The Steelers would be one of them. Ex- excellent, excellent uh, job by your part picking the Steelers. Um, yeah, good luck with you trying to make a decision that isn't the Steelers <laughs> or the or the or or, or Washington. <laughs> I'd go. You know, I'd go. And, and, and it's good. And it's good because they because because they have two picks. They have two picks in the first round. Go to Ravens. Mm, interesting. I My, think that they got they got Patrick Queen. They need more linebacker. They need to get they need to get they need to get a you know um, they signed Kevin Zeitler, but they let Orlando Brown go. And I think one of their other and then of course uh, they got I forget who uh, either retired or they got rid of someone or other. But their offensive line could be could need a uh, could need a tune up. Um, but they got to replace Judon and, and Yannick and Dockway who left. And they need, need, need wide receivers. Now they got pick number twenty-seven, and the odds of and the odds of Chase Waddle and um, Smith dropping to twenty-seven is probably it's all, none. At least all three or two out of three is like slim to none. It's but, none. <laughs> but 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 Lord knows they need wide receiver help because Lamar because Lamar Jackson. The the Ravens can't expect to win a Super Bowl with the way with the way with their style of offense. They can make the playoffs to the cows come home and maybe win a playoff game here and there, but but they but they need a decent. And I'm not, I'm not talking about I'm not to my all time great Hall of Fame worthy, but a halfway decent passing attack. And Sammy Watkins is a nice pickup. But they need a little bit more. But they need a little bit more than Sammy Watkins. And they got two picks in the first round, late in the first round. They got two picks. They can either see if they want to address the offensive line and get a line back with those two picks, old linemen, and maybe some wide receiver that they like. Get a get a wide receiver. Who knows? But they but they but they need to address, in my eyes, line and wide receiver in this draft. Me personally, and and they're and they're in the they're in the they're in the perfect position. You know what what team you know goes to, goes twelve and four, eleven and five, makes the playoffs, advances to the second round, and then has two first round draft picks. I mean, it's probably happened before, but you know what? Te- but you get but you get the idea. They get two they get two first round draft picks as a team that went twelve and four, eleven and five, whatever they whatever they went and and won a playoff game. And they, yeah. get, and they get and they get two and they get two first round draft picks that are that are within five picks of each other. They they got They got to capitalize on it. Got to capitalize on it. I agree. Sure. Definitely, multiple, least, multiple, they, multiple draft picks in the first round definitely make it more important <laughs> for them to make decisions. To. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And what do you think, real quick, and then we'll and then they'll take a last break and then get to uh, Tomlin and Antonio Brown. What do you did you hear about the GM DeCosta's comments about how about the criticism? with the lack of wide receiver talent. Did you hear, did you hear what he said about that? No, about I have, I have ago? not. No. What did he, say? he basically, he basically said that he took umbrage to the national media and members of the Ravens fan base who say that the Ravens essentially lack talent at the wide receiver position. What do you think about that? I think that they're passable at the wide receiver position, but they definitely would benefit from more wide receivers. And I think that that's inarguable. Would you agree? I know that's not, I don't think it's really like a big shot. And I, 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 I think that anybody who's even a Ravens fan would agree with me. I don't like Ravens fans, and I don't think they want really to agree with me. So. <laughs> that's funny. I think the Ray, I think the Casa needs to open up his eyes. Wake up, get a clue, and realize, listen, Marquise Brown, nice little receiver. You know, uh, Sammy Watkins, not a bad signing. But you guys, but them and the Steelers have to have one of the two, it might be tied for the two worst wide receiving corps in, in the division. I mean, Steelers may be a little bit better. Maybe a little bit better because they do nothing but throw the football seventy times a game. But if DaCosta thinks that, that, they, that they can win a championship, with Devin Duvernay and uh, Marquise Brown and formerly Willie Sneed, there's he's sat he's sadly mistaken and needs to get and needs to get off of whatever drugs he was on at the time he made he made that inane comment. Uh, and listen, the, Marquise Brown, he's he's all right, but you're gonna need a little bit more than Marquise Brown to get you to a Super Bowl. You got to be honest. Oh yeah, you got to be honest. No debate there. I mean, he made, made, made some nice plays to catch against Cleveland, which uh, the catch against Cleveland late in the late in the fourth quarter that Monday night yeah, game. Yeah, but he like, had he a night so much from from depth. It doesn't matter what great plays Marquise Brown has made. Like they need more wideouts. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you, can't, you, you can't you can't even debate it. You can't debate it. Yeah. You can't debate it. Almost done. Me and Brendan will come back, wrap things up, talk some Mike Tomlin and Antonio Brown. This is the Amatelecatelius podcast. Back. Welcome back to the Amatelecatelius podcast 2021 NFL draft special with the co-hosts Jai Shields and Brendan Dillon. Wrapping up this special episode of the Amatelecatelius podcast here on this draft day 2021. A little bit of NFL news uh, I want Brendan's opinion on and we'll converse uh, back and forth to close out the show. Mike Tomlin, three-year extension for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Listen, I understand people go nuts about the fact that, you know, he's never had a losing season, although he's gone like eight and eight about five times in his tenure there. Um, you know, yeah. and, he's, and he's essentially in the thick of things and making the play and in the thick of things and co- in contention every single year. And he, he did less, he did more with less than any coach in the National Football League in X amount of time with the job he did with the 2019 Steelers. Uh, you know, juggling quarterbacks and everything else, and not a big time running game and 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 all of that. But fact of the matter of it is. Tomlin, while he's better than a lot of coaches that are coaching in the NFL right now, except for except for, for you know two or three, you know, a- Arians, 
Belichick and yeah. um, and Andy Reid. You know, a, a lot of teams would take Tomlin in a heartbeat, and who can blame it? And I'm not saying Tomlin isn't a good coach, but as far as when it comes to him and his relationship and him being a coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I, I, I think, I think it's, I think he's past his expiration. I think he's stagnated. I think he came out really hot. And I think he's had great seasons where they went and had, you know, great records and, you know, throughout the middle of the 2010s, like really went out there and done some amazing stuff. And like heck, right. in his second season, they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So he's done a lot of good, but for you know, you also have to realize that like a lot of that tenure of like having great teams is under like Ben Roethlisberger and like having great drafts with great wide receivers and just I I definitely wasn't all him. And they had they had great players on those teams beyond right. him. And it's not like he was part of the the, the draft process for those players, like completely. high end talent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Absolutely. High, it's yeah, I think that uh the argument can be made that he definitely um benefited from that, but he's still definitely a good coach. I will say that, you know, I'm kind of surprised that they um went ahead and extended him for three more years that's a that's a lie <laughs> i'm certain that there's like some way they can get out of it there's like some clause that'll help them get out of it if stuff goes bad but i don't know steelers I think don't fire coaches fired. yeah it's the, i said the steelers don't fire coaches they yeah. either retire or their contracts conveniently expire um and and again they haven't they, they you know what the steelers are kind of remind me of they 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 remind me of they they remind me of the New York Yankees of uh, of football, the New York Yankees and the and the and the uh, Steelers. Last Yankees because not a big time baseball uh, fan, if at all. The Yankees they last won a championship in two thousand nine. Yeah. Part of the cachet of the New York Yankees is a lot of the history. Their past. They're historically the very good. Yeah, they're they're yes. like one of the best teams historically in all of baseball history. Exactly. By far, and, and they have great players. So right, yeah. great players historically, and they and like the and like the Steelers, the Yankees have never in my lifetime had a season where they've completely fallen off the cliff and they lose any more than 80, 81 games in a season. They're always at least 500 or better, like the Steelers under Tomlin. And, and a lot of years, and, and a lot of years, not all, but a lot of years, they're very competitive. Well, I shouldn't say that. A lot of years, they're very competitive. You know, every Yankee season, you you can bet on the fact they're going to be competitive and play around, if not better, 500 baseball. There's going to be periods in time of the year where they're lined up perfectly for a playoff spot. Some years they won't get it because their years won't be because they won't be better than X amount of teams certain year. Like in 2014, perfect example, they were a good team. But they weren't, but they won like, but their win totals in the mid 80s and the Orioles won like 96 games. But the Yankees yeah. were a good team in 2014. Same thing with the Steelers. There, there are going to be years where they go 
where you know where they go ten and six. Of course, in the past for sixteen game schedule, where they go ten and six, nine and seven, or maybe even eight and eight, and they missed the playoffs, but they still played good, competitive, solid football. That, that, that's what they remind. They both have not won in 12, 13 years. A lot of and a lot of the cachet and the aura of those two franchises is hyped up by the fact that they both respectively are two of the more recognizable brands and two and one of the two more historical and and uh, impactful teams in the history or it's not teams with you know franchises in the history of their respective sports. I can't tell the story of. NFL football and MLB baseball without the Yankees and without the Steelers. That's who they remind me of. The, the Steelers remind me a lot of the of of, uh, of football's version of the Yankees. Haven't won they for a team that loves winning and, and commitment and commitment to winning and wanting to be winning championships every single year. And, and both of them also have the most championships in the history of their sport. Steelers with six, Super Bowls tied with the Patriots, Yankees 27th, uh, number one in all of Major League Baseball as far as World Series championships. But You'd think for a team that's got X amount of talent that goes ahead and does this, does that, and the other, you'd think that they would have, you know, you'd think that their more that their more recent championship would be sooner than you know twelve, thirteen years ago. I I, I just I just thought of that just now. You know, the Steelers for all of their cash in this, that, and the other. You know. It's, it's got to fall on Tommen with the fact that they had Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown, the three deadliest quarterback, running back, wide receiver uh, triple triple combination, you know, in the National Football League, and they couldn't, and they only cashed in on one AFC Championship game and zero Super Bowl appearances and no Super Bowl titles. It's got to fall on Tomlin. The, the, the choke job this season, this past season, it's got to fall on Tomlin. The choke job in 2018, what that that whole huge debacle that was, that that falls on Tomlin. Everyone gives essentially Tomlin a Nobel Peace Prize for keeping Antonio Brown controlled for that X amount of time. Well, the point is, is that it was at a certain point where he couldn't control him anymore, and he let him go buck wild. No, funny, no one ever happened, ever seems to bring that up. I think, and especially after that disgraceful performance, the Browns, Brennan, did not have a head coach. He was sequestered, quarantined in his basement with COVID. Couldn't coach. Could not coach. And it's the Browns' first playoff game since, you know, in about nearly 20 years. And they're at home. I understand no offense, but they're at home and in the primetime stage Sunday night, and they lay a complete fat egg against division rival Cleveland Browns. Pretty bad. That. That falls on coaching, man. I'm sorry. That they they were not they were not ready to play. I understand that the Steelers have flaws, but when you get right down to it, the, the, Tomlin did not have did not have Pittsburgh prepared. Bottom line. Well, because he's because their team because as you said, their team has been consistently good. So, and and the Browns have been consistently pretty terrible. <laughs> Things have kind of changed in the and, division though. And, Mm-hmm. And playing down to a competition. I mean, you go on and on and on discussing Tom. Again, good coach, and he's a lot better than a lot of coaches that's in. He's better coach than McVay, in my opinion, better coach than Kingsbury, better coach than Matt LaFleur. He's, he, you know, he can make the argument. He may be, he make the argument that he's probably a better coach than Harbaugh is. I'd take him over Zach Taylor in a, in a heartbeat. But, uh, but, but as far as the situation with him and the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
I, I, I don't, I don't like the three-year extension at all. I, 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 I don't think I, they I, do either. <laughs> I, I think the relationship with him in Pittsburgh is past its expiration date, and they're trying to juice every last drop out of time and coaching with Pittsburgh as long as they possibly can. That's how I yeah. look at it, me personally. I, 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 I agree for the most part. Yes. What what do you think about uh, the player that Tomlin used to coach, and then we'll wrap it up with Antonio Brown coming back to Tampa for one more year? What are your thoughts on that? Expected. They have a 100% retention rate. All 22 starters in the Super Bowl ended up coming back. So, nope. Uh, I, I believe that's the first time that's ever happened under their sa- under their current salary cap system. Yeah. Again, it's 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 pretty crazy. Um, they're uh good at retaining players. I don't think that's really under debate. So I, I expected it because they had no problem retaining any, any of the other players. And you're, you're playing for one of the NFL's historic best quarterbacks ever um, who just came off of a Super Bowl win. I mean, he's old as, you know, all can be, um, but he's still good. So I'm certain that him coming back is just smart because, you know, I'm sure, certain that AB wants another ring. Um, yeah. Makes sense, you, I think. Yeah, well, absolutely. Last thing, and then we'll, and then, uh, and then that'll be the end of it. Do you think, do you think Brady has the uh, culpability to keep Brown on the straight and narrow for one more season at least? I don't think anybody has the ability to keep himself on the straight and narrow except himself. <laughs> That's a that fair man's point. kind of a, a, a crazy person. I think that anybody who's seen his history will know that. Uh, so really, he's going to have to check himself. I don't think that it's going to be Brady's job. I don't think it's going to be the team's job. I think it's going to be his job because, you know, in the end, Brady, I'm certain, could survive with another se- with another receiver other than Antonio Brown. It's kind of like Antonio right. Brown's loss, to be honest, if he were to go off and do something stupid. It's not like he made them win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Caught a touchdown pass. It wasn't why he won the Super Bowl. Absolutely. No, no way. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's your show and that's your program. Special thanks to Brennan for sharing the uh, hosting duties with yours truly on this special episode of the I'm going to tell it like a T. Why am I having issues giving the name to my own damn show? To the, <laughs> the I'm going to tell like, like a T.I. is podcast. There you go. I'm going to tell it like a T.I. is podcast with Jai Shields and special co-host Brendan Dillon, the 2021 NFL Draft Special. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. Fine. If you subscribed, if you haven't already, follow your boy on Twitter, and as well as Brendan too at Bed Vega on Twitter, and yours Don't truly at, Don't follow me. at the, <laughs> and yours truly at the Jay Shield on Twitter and Instagram as well. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatelit underscore it is and the show on Instagram at Amatelit underscore podcast. It's your boy Jai Shields. Enjoy the NFL draft, everybody. Me and Brendan signing off, and Thank I you. personally will talk to you on Saturday. Y'all take uh, stay safe, and y'all take care. See ya.